Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. And what is hypocrisy? Those of you who have been to church for a while, you know that it comes from the word actor, right? And hypocrisy is not when someone is coming to church on Wednesday night, trying to follow God, and, you know, just in a moment of weakness, they fail. That's not hypocrisy, because sometimes people think that. But hypocrisy is deliberately saying one thing and then ignoring what you know is true and doing the opposite, right? Hypocrisy is, you know, when... What was that preacher's name in the 80s? Um, I can't remember his name, but he hated rock and roll. I mean, I just got saved. I'm listening to Van Halen. I come to church, and this guy, Jimmy Swaggart, that was his name. He was like, rock and rolls of the devil. If you're listening to electric guitars, you're going to hell. And because it leads to hooking up with prostitutes. And I remember just thinking, man, what's that dude on, man? I mean, he's like, I mean, he was a pretty good Bible teacher, but some of these thoughts that he came up with, like, if you listen to electric guitars, then you were going to be hooking up with prostitutes. It's some bizarre thought, like, it's gonna, you're going to be having sex with strangers. And he's preaching this, and then even, uh, you know, like Striper, uh, do you guys know Striper in the 80s? They got saved from this guy's preaching, and then they went out and preached the gospel to thousands, tens of thousands. They were number one on MTV. And then they said, he called them out by name and said, Striper, they're of the devil, they're going to hell. And then, next thing you know, I see a report, oh, the guy, Jimmy Swaggart, I don't even know if he's alive anymore, but that he was caught in the back seat of his car with a prostitute. It's like, what? Yeah, right? I mean, hypocrisy is when you know the truth and then you, and you say you believe it and then you go do something the opposite, right? That's what hypocrisy is. It doesn't mean when you mess up, and I don't know if he accidentally, because someone asked me, well, what if he accidentally ended up in a car with a prostitute? I don't think you accidentally, <laughs> right? They didn't have whatever you swipe now to do that. I mean, back then, they didn't even have the Internet back then, right? I don't even know how you hooked up with a prostitute. Called one, I mean, I don't know. I mean, think about it. I don't know what you did back then. Oh, back then, you had to go to the street. They were just on the streets or whatever, I think. But, uh, but it wasn't an accident, right? But here's the thing. Paul is calling out Peter and Barnabas because he's saying, look, you guys are being hypocrites. You're saying one thing, and you do another thing. Now, does that mean they weren't saved? No. Does that mean that they needed to stop ministry? No. It, Paul's just saying, look, they just had some things wrong. They need to be corrected. That's why it's important to go to church. That's why it's important to be around other believers, right? Because it's easy for a Christian to become an actor, to begin to play some religious game where, you know, you pretend like you're really spiritual, but then you are living a carnal secret life that nobody knows about, right? And being a hypocrite does not produce a good life. Right? It produces a lot of tension and a lot of problems in people's minds, and it causes, you know, just a, a lot of angst inside a person who's living a double life. God doesn't want that. That's why Jesus said in Luke 12, 1, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, 
Whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And whatever you have spoken in the ear of inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. In other words, eventually your hypocrisy is going to be known by everybody. And if you don't get anything else about this study tonight, that's important to know. Whatever you think you're doing in the dark and secret that nobody knows, Jesus said everybody's going to know, right? I'm sure Jimmy Swaggart thought nobody's going to know. All the other people that you know of, Lance Armstrong, uh, Bill Cosby, and the list goes on and on and on of people who thought no one's going to know. Here's the deal. It's going to come out. So Paul's just saying don't be a hypocrite because it doesn't produce a good life. It causes a lot of grief. In verse 14, but when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all. So imagine this. Paul confronts Peter in front of everybody. If you being a Jew live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel the Gentiles to live as Jews? So Paul's saying to Peter, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> what are you doing, right? And why are you acting like that? In verse 15, we who are Jews by nature, Paul was a Jew, he's talking to Peter, and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, for by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified. So Paul's saying, as Jews, we know that we can't be justified by keeping the law, that the law condemned us and we couldn't keep it. As Jews, they knew that. They tried. The flesh uh, uh, wants in some way to be worthy before God. So that's why people like legalism. Because they're like, oh, I do this and I do this. And, it, and it's a form of carnality, right? Legalism and self-righteousness. Uh, our flesh just wants to prove that we're worthy for heaven. And so people want to think, oh, I'm, I'm good. That's why I get to go to heaven. It's humbling to think, I go to heaven because of nothing I did. It's because of all what Jesus has done. And we're justified by faith in Christ. And it has nothing to do with me being good or bad. So there's not much prideful about that. In fact, the Bible says that salvation is a gift because God doesn't want any boasting. When we get to heaven, nobody's going to be boasting about how they got there. None of you are going to come up to me, Pastor Bob, you impressed to see me here? No one's going to come and say that to me, right? <laughs> In fact, just the opposite, right? You're going to meet you're going to meet people there and you're like, "Whoa, what are you doing here?" right? I mean, <laughs> well, that happens now when you come to church, you meet people like, "Whoa, what are you doing here?" right? Uh, but there's no good works that you can do. to, and, and so we know that. And Paul is saying that he told Peter that. Verse 17. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners in Christ, therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. So Paul stopped being a Pharisee, stopped trying to live by justification by works of the law. And he said, verse 19, for though the law died to the law for though the law died to the law that I might live to God I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who lives but Christ that lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me now I I love verse 20 one of my favorite verses and really that is the true way to find life is to surrender your life to Christ and he's saying you know now my old man is dead I'm living in Christ and Jesus said in Matthew 16, 25, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's what we talk about. Surrendering your life to the Lord, giving it to the Lord, and then allowing him to accomplish his purposes. Verse 26, for what profit 
uh, is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will, it, uh, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? In other words, the way to find the true fulfilling life is to give your life away, to surrender to the Lord and to be a servant and accomplish his purposes. The way to miss out on life is to be selfish and self-centered and just think me, 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 right? That brings emptiness. Uh, it's interesting. I read this article today. That the title of the article was Seven Ways to Be Less Lonely. Loneliness leads to physical and mental health consequences, including heart disease, anxiety, high blood pressure, dementia, depression, and diabetes. The article went on to say, the U.S. Surgeon General issued an advisory declaring loneliness a new epidemic. You think they're going to close all the churches? Anyway, uh, that's because loneliness leads to physical and mental health consequences, including heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, depression, anxiety, dementia. And so then in the article, they give seven ways to uh, deal with loneliness and seven ways to increase social connections. And the reason I clipped this for you, because it's, just, it's biblical truth. Now, this is from a doctor. And ver- the, the number one, I didn't clip them all, but just number one, the first one to deal with loneliness is this. Number one, give back. Many studies have shown significant health benefits associated with giving back to others. First, helping out allows you to get out of your own head, putting the focus outside of yourself. Second, it feels good uh, to benefit the lives of others by lending a hand. Third, it helps you meet others, uh, well mean, uh, meet other well-meaning people. Uh, find a local charity or organization that fits with your interests. Libraries, hospitals, schools, churches often give volunteers opportunities. Hey, we do that. We're a church. We give you opportunity. You want to serve Sunday school? Hey, we need a wanna teachers. Uh, everything. Coffee shop, bookstore. Anyway, we give you opportunities. Uh, we often, uh, they often have volunteer opportunities. If you want something less formal, simply find a way to help your neighbor. Now, what was the point here? Well, the point is, is that doctors and scientists are saying that there's an epidemic of loneliness in our country, and the way to fix it is to get out and serve people. Now, what did Jesus say? If you want to find your life, give it away. You want to lose your life, then seek to save it, right? So it's just, it's just that simple truth, that as you give your life to serve and love and bless others, you find the two true meaning of life. Jesus said in Acts 20, 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Right? And that is so true. When you get to that place in your spiritual journey where you truly believe it's more blessed to give than to receive, whether it's giving to kids, teaching Sunday school or youth group or a small group or working in the coffee shop, making coffees for people or being a greeter, passing out bulletins or cleaning the church or working in the video room or whatever it is, working in the, you know, leading in the worship ministry, whatever it is, when you get to the place where you love to give, you have a whole different life, right? Because now you're experiencing life the way God designed it, to love people, to help people. See, because just the opposite, the Bible says, where selfishness and self-seeking is, every evil thing is there, right? So selfishness leads to an unhappy life, but giving and loving leads to an abundant life, right? And so uh, we know that, as Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. So he's saying, I invite the Lord into me, and now I'm living by faith, the Spirit of God in me. I've surrendered control to him. He's working through my life. Verse 21, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, 
then Christ died in vain. So he's just saying, look, I'm not serving the Lord because I have to, because I want to, because I love him. In other words, if you could earn salvation through the law, then Jesus died in vain. But we know you can't, right? So we're going to have to stop there because we're out of time. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we do pray that if there's anyone here tonight who has not accepted you as their Savior, Lord, that they would invite you in tonight and, and begin to experience your forgiveness, your love, your grace. And Lord, we just pray for all of us. Help us, Lord, to put these truths into practice in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day.